makes it possible. Please make a donation today at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Hey, who is this? Jimmy Hendrix. No, I know who it is, but why are you playing Jimmy? Well, because I like to listen to him. Oh, you like to listen? That's what the problem is. Y'all listen. Well, what am I supposed to do, eat it? <laughs> no, 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 you're supposed to hear it. Hey, I just said I like to listen to it, man. No, 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 there's a difference between hearing and listening. See, white people, y'all can't hear Jimmy. You, 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 you listen. What the talking about? His drummer was white. Ah! <laughs> Get the out of here. Jimmy Hendrix's drummer was not white. Yes, he did. Yo, check it out. See? This is a picture. Whole damn band is white except for Jimmy. This is a picture, man. Jimmy Hendrix did not have a white rhythm section. You cannot hear Jimmy. All right. All right. Thank you. Check this out. Get up in the morning, stay vaporous, so that every mouth can be there. But it was so dirty, and it was about this uh, congressman uh, who was Kevin Spacey, who was, I I think it was minority or majority whip. Yep. What what was it? Yeah. And so, anyway, very, very powerful guy. And it was just kind of like his secret life of all this corruption and power and money and perversion, and it was just dirty. How much, in your opinion, because you've been behind the veil, is this fictitious show or is this more closer to like a documentary is is it that bad so i heard a former president that we had in the 90s was asked a question about this and he gave an answer that i thought was so true and he said the only thing that's not accurate in that show is that you could never get a piece of legislation about uh about education passed that quickly and everything else is good Uh, aside from that i mean the sexual perversion that goes on in Washington, I mean, it, being kind of a young guy in Washington, but the average age is probably 60 or 70. And I look at all these people, a lot of them that I, I, you know, I've looked up to through my life, I've always paid attention to politics, guys that, you know, it, then all of a sudden you get invited to, like, well, hey, we're going to have kind of a, a, a sexual get together at one of our homes. You should come. And I'm like, what, what, what did you just ask me to come to? Yeah. And then you realize they're asking you to come to an orgy. Yeah. Uh, or, or the fact that, you know, there's some of the people that are leading on the movement to try and remove you know, addiction in our country. And then you watch them do, you know, a key bump of cocaine right in front of you. And it's like, wow, this is, this is wild.
well done very show. Very well done show. What, what did you just ask me to come to? Out in the street, they call it From the Winslow T. Broadcast Booth in still chilly Bushwick, Brooklyn. Not crazy about this persistent. You know what's going to happen? It's going to be cold, and then it's going to be the next day. It's going to be scorching for the rest of the the summer. Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm John Reed. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. And this... Is race to the bottom, baby. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You remember doing that when you were little? Wow. 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 I think that's also on a um, old dirty bastard does that on a, on a sketch. On a skit. Skit or sketch? I know people who uh, work for like Saturday Night Live don't call don't like when you call it a skit, but. Is it a rap sketch or a rap skit? I think it's. I think they're they're okay. The Wu Tang's okay with you calling it a skit. My opening monologue, as always, is brought to you by Winslow Tea. I'm polishing off a a, a nice serving of Winslow uh, as we speak. Here we go. Mm. Ah, good to the last drop. Actually, I got another drop in there, but still, it's it's it was good till the penultimate drop. Please hashtag your tea drinking experiences with hashtag how you know to steep into the conversation. And, and thank you, as always, to, to Winslow Tea for sponsoring this and every monologue. I see people are already steeping into the conversation. How does Madison Cawthorn know what a key bump is? Uh, the freaking deacon asks. Yes, a very specific uh, cocaine reference. Uh, yeah, I'm invited to this party and and uh a guy's got a, a bindle and a uh you know a, a, <laughs> he's got his coke spoon and his uh you know i i'm i'm not sure if it was uh colombian or uh knows like a ton about cocaine <laughs> i don't know a ton about cocaine so i couldn't uh fully develop that that game that i was doing of nerdy guy talking about cocaine specifically but well oh my my guest can can maybe do it oh hold on let me gotta bring you bring you in yes oh uh, that that clip just mystifies me because it's it's uh clearly he's lying but clearly there is i would bet several cats that there's orgies that happen in you in or in washington yeah. And I like people are like nobody calls it a sex party, but if you're like a seven year old loser, <laughs> yeah, that's what you're. You're not using orgy. That's too undignified, you know. Um, so it's hard to tell what's true and what's not true in the, that clip. What did you just invite me to? It's like, a, do you want to come to our <laughs> sex party? <laughs> um, it's like a, a Owen Wilson 
as uh, one of your dressing. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, they, that's that's our guest you're hearing. I, I need to bring his mic back down because I haven't uh, properly introduced him, and that's I just that's just rude. Um, let me just tell you briefly what was in that mashup, and then we've we've got a lot to get to. Me and uh, comedian John Field, America's comic, who's who's uh, here in in studio today. We're gonna be. Uh, you know, given our first thought, best thought, Thich Nhat Han style uh, <laughs> review of the uh, the the new uh, and improved Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, double album um, called uh, what's it called? Something like uh, Unlimited Love, and it's <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, but in the mashup, yes, we heard Madison Cawthorn, who is, uh, you know, speaking of the freaking deacon and, and a lot of our Asheville listeners, that's your guy. That's your congressman. Thanks to uh, gerrymandering and, and um, Ingalls money. I don't know. Did did Bob Ingalls get him uh, <laughs> elected? Ingalls is the, the grocery store there in, in, in Asheville, North Carolina. John Field. We, heard, we started out with... Um, Hearing not listening from White Men Can't Jump, and it was the uh, what like 30th anniversary of White Men Can't Jump, and and uh, Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson and and um, Rosie Perez came out to to introduce uh, uh, one of the Oscars categories this past Sunday, and and that was basically the highlight. Nothing else really happened at the Oscars, so we can just move on. Um, and then we heard. Uh, from uh, Desmond Decker with the Israelites. And uh, my wife was asking, uh, running some Passover plans by me, and and, uh, and that song came in, into my head, the Israelites. And if you want to know what I really think about modern-day Israel, uh, <laughs> today's not the show to do that, because I know there's a lot going on um, in, the, in the country, in the world. We got a, we got a mayor, um, you know really taking it to our homeless um we've got um you know i was kidding before but do you really want to know what i think about the the oscars and the slap it's been a week uh of takes uh amazon just finally staten who would have thought who would have thunk it staten island coming through for for union organizing but and we could talk about all that the whole all the whole time. We could talk about Timothy Chalamet's going to play Willy Wonka. We we need another Wonka, and we need Chalamet to do it. Hot Wonka. Hot Wonka. <laughs> um, but but we're just going to break it down. Uh, we're just going to stick stick to the music today. Uh, stick to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, and to say that this is going to be epic will be a, that's an understatement. Um, we're not going to talk about uh, the Mets, Jacob Degrom, uh, and and uh, you know he's throwing his arm off. He's throwing too hard. The guy's throwing too hard. Is that's my take, my hot take. We're not going to talk about my uh, my idea that maybe we don't need stand-ups anymore. Maybe yeah. that's the problem. <laughs> Um, we're not going to talk about how our society's in shambles and we're just seeing like little harbingers of it around the edges. We're just going to talk about the Red Hot Chili Peppers and we're going to do it with my buddy, 
uh, returning champion, John Field. Now your mic is, is up there. Perfect. Hi. Hello, everybody. What's John up? Field. How's it at, going? At America's Comic. At yeah. John Field Show at YouTube. Oh, my gosh. I got my plugs out already. Because yeah. people are, just by my voice, they can tell that I'm worth checking out yeah. in a further way. And so they get those plugs out. People look. People love John Field. Uh, the race to the bottom community. Uh, they, I, I'm kind of the Red Hot Chili Peppers of <laughs> race to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know who's not racing to the bottom is Red Hot Chili Peppers because I think they're at the top of yeah. their career yeah. Yeah. right now. They are. They're on everybody's lips. Uh, <laughs> I gave a student tour yesterday of a bunch of middle school kids and all they could talk about is red hot chili peppers mm-hmm. red hot chili peppers yep. californication they were singing along californication yep. unprompted yeah <laughs> they're like who's machine gun kelly <laughs> all i care about is chad smith drummer of the red hot chili peppers both of us so both of us teach uh, you you how old are your kids um i teach uh my my age range from from seventh grade to tenth grade i I know, but that's like, uh, mine's like six to uh, senior in high school. And I know yeah. I get, I do a lot of student tours, so I get a lot of turnover. So I'll get like mm-hmm. 50 kids from different parts of the country. Yeah. I know no two groups have the same frame of reference. We're like two tours ago, uh, all the kids were talking about Clone High. That was five years before any of those kids were born. Yeah. And then they're obsessed with Clone High. And then, like, the next tour, the kids haven't even heard of uh, BTS or something like that. Wow. It's just insane. Like, I don't... It's it's hard to nail it. I mean, there's that's why you don't use cultural references around kids, but unless you're trying to be intentionally obtuse, which is my teaching strategy. <laughs> do you do that? Do you pretend to be stupid? Uh, kind of some, that That is in my tool belt. Yeah. Uh, intentional stupidity. I feel like... I see what you're saying about references. I feel like the two... Po- possible like uh, evergreen references because i sp- i taught in the bronx yeah previously and now i teach on the upper east side yeah ex- two ends of uh, very uh by as the crow flies very close uh distance wise but yeah. d- culturally very different two overarching references that always work i feel like are drake Mm. They all they all have some. They might not like Drake, but yeah. they all everybody knows who Drake is. Yeah, and also everybody is into the Office. All these kids are into the Office. My kids in the Bronx love the Office. My kids in the Upper East Side love the Office. Kids are watching Friends now because I think it ended yeah. up on some streaming device. So yeah. like all the kids are watching Friends. I've never seen one episode of Friends, so it's like they know it more than I do and they're like take me to the friend's house I'm like I'm not <laughs> I did and then I just rambled about my spiel about uh, fil- shooting films in New York is kind of weird you know uh-huh. you have to have a <laughs> permit <laughs> uh, uh, I always use because um, like uh, as a tour guide I 60% of my tours are student tours and then I have my own personal tour company and uh, uh, which I would pitch if I hadn't shuttered it for the season uh-huh. Um and uh, I get a lot of foreign customers, so my one universal thing I always use as like a frame of reference, and usually I uh, just use it as shortcut for something that's universally known is mm-hmm. uh, SpongeBob. So like okay. I'll go like um, you know uh, I'm talking about the Brooklyn Bridge and how that was the pop culture first time, and I, I explain it with like I'm gonna say two words that I know that you know, which is the word Sponge and Bob, and you put those together, and everybody knows who SpongeBob is because yeah. of the mass medium of television. Yeah. Well, the mass medium of the okay, I'm gonna stop right there. <laughs> 19th century was large architecture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walt Whitman. Walt Whitman. 
I use Walt Whitman a little bit, I, even though I know people won't know it, but Walt yeah. Whitman has like a good stink to it. It's got two W's. Yeah. Uh, I end my Brooklyn Bridge tour with like uh, everything is about uh, taking two opposite. So the structure of a suspension bridge is taking two opposite things and pushing it together vertically to make a structure we walk on top of. Uh-huh. Well, another way the bridge unites two opposite things is taking Manhattan and Brooklyn with its soft soil it's ice cream shots and it's walt whitman's and then wow yeah that's that's yeah. like the penultimate line of my nice. tour and uh i force feed walt whitman on on my students um do you make them stand on a desk and <laughs> 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 you make them you make them do dead poet society yeah. against their will yeah <laughs> no we're not talking about a neurosurgeon dr drake remore no that's, no someone no. thinks that that's not the drake i'm talking about no. well i guess i can't use but but the freaking deacon you're not uh you're not a kid so i can keep using it john field we got 17 songs to get <laughs> yeah. through um, so l- let's just start this up. And as I as I feel like I need to disclaim, um, I got the idea for the uh, for the unfair album review from uh, Tom Sharpling from the Best Show, but he's kind of retired it, and so I'm picking up the mantle. I just need to get that out of the way, show my work. Yeah. Um, the first song on, um, and. Part of the uh, the reason I just brought that up is that part of the unfair album review is uh, we we try to refrain from listening to the record until uh, the moment. Yeah, I do have to say I have heard this first song because it's their sing- it was their single and I listened to it. Where is it playing on the radio? What's the radio? I, I I don't know. Is it playing on Radio Free Brooklyn? It is right now. Black Summer. Okay, here we go. A lazy rain am I The skies refuse to cry Cremation takes <laughs> its piece of your supply The night is dressed like noon A sailor spoke too soon <laughs> China's on the dark side. He's doing a voice. Drop in. Drop into the beat here. No? It's Bill. It's good. It'll get there. Yeah. This is a single? Yeah. How long is it? Three minutes, 52 seconds. All right. There's the classic yeah, there you beat. Go. That's such the classic drum beat. Boom, boom. Dick, dick, get to get. That's like the drum beat. You, have you ever sat down at a drum set, John Field? Yes. That's the. Is that the beat that you can play? I can play no beats, <laughs> none. <laughs> I guess when you're like, yeah, you know, go back to kids. When you're on the desk, you go like, it's that beat. Yeah. We make fun of it now, but this song's gonna—we're gonna be in a bar in ten years. Yeah, 
People, kids will be singing yeah. this song, and we'll be set. We'll be like, "Oh my God, you remember summer 2022? Yeah. The Black Summer. It will become be known as the Black Summer yeah. because of this song and the second round of race riots." <laughs> uh, Here ever after um, is a song number two. Maybe a wedding. Maybe a wedding song. Here ever after. I'm going through the Wikipedia page. Uh, here's the additional musicians, but just I'm not going to give their names, just their instruments. Is you have piano, tambourine. Uh-huh. There's a guy credited for tambourine, uh, saxophone. We're going to hear a trombone eventually. Wow. Trumpet. Uh, somebody named Aurora T09 as backing vocals. Which cool. They don't have a Wikipedia page, so I'm assuming that is an instrument. Ooh, look, listen to this. Yeah, there we go. This is not good. Please doing stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I met um, Anthony Kiedis briefly. Which one is that one? He's the guy who's singing the, With the amazing face. lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The, the lyricist. The guy, uh, it's the joke, uh, what do you call... Uh, a guy who hangs out with musicians, Anthony Kiedis. I like that. Something like that. I, uh, I'm not antagonistic towards Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh huh. They've made songs I like. Yeah. Uh, I think I kind of feel about like their type of lyrics is like my favorite. One of my favorite like lyric trends is like late '80s, early '90s. Nirvana, E R E M, uh, especially guided by voices like non sequitur. Yeah, yeah, like lyrics where it's just like a, like a word soup, and yeah. like it just feels like, yeah. And I feel like uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, even though they were coming from that time, is yeah. like uh, the end of that trend where like you just become really self aware of it, yeah. and uh, like all his stuffs non sequitur and just feels, but you had funk to it, and it just it just and also rap to it and it, it um, uh, feels slightly less genuine than white existential dread <laughs> <laughs> um, aquatic mouth dance it's perverted they're all horny names but yeah. like looking back at the years gone by when the message changed my life um, two things John yeah. comedian John Field uh, America's comic America's comic um, one I think it's a word salad, not a word soup. That's a good point. Because uh, the soup is is homogenized. The salad, it's like the um, the Things salad bowl versus, versus melting pot uh, yeah, yeah. theory, right? Yeah. Um, second, you tweeted a little while at your handle um, uh, at America's it, Comic. At America's Comic. <laughs> you, t- you tweeted this week, what's something that's a cult- cultural appropriation that people don't realize is cultural appropriation? Yeah. Is... Is Anthony Kiedis, uh, is this rap, rapish, uh, rappy kind of, is this cultural appropriation or is this okay? I, I'm sure it is, but it's, Red Hot Chili Peppers is so, I don't want to call them bland because they used to be like the biggest, were they been the biggest band for a while or no? I see what you're trying to say. I think I just heard the trombones on that. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I think that they still are the biggest band. They are because the kids are talking about it. <laughs> No, I'm serious though. There aren't because there aren't bands anymore. That's a good point. Who, and also uh, they've stuck around for long enough. Yeah, that, that you know they used to just be a bunch of silly uh, 
silly geese. Now it's like uh, they've got gravitas. I <laughs> I got a I got a rant that I've been like circling around this conversation, trying to figure out a way to jump in, but um, and I don't know how to organize these thoughts. But have you ever seen the show The Show Californication? Um, with David Duchovny, based on the hit uh, song "Californication" yeah. by the Red Hot Chili yeah. Peppers, uh, I I know which I I don't have Showtime, so no, I've never I, seen. I it. just downloaded and watched the first two seasons, but like the mood of that is like Hollywood rock star. I feel like there's this like mode of like really cheesy, uh, like it's it's. Every this mood is inside that voice of behind the music where they go, it was rock and roll Babylon, <laughs> and then they cut to the guy is like, yeah, I didn't know when we were ever going to stop. Yeah, and yeah. like that weird myth making when like, uh, uh, and I'm like late millennial, so like I crossed over with that era, mm-hmm. but like I think a lot of the emo and even alternative was like, yeah, uh, like of like Nirvana stuff was like, y- y- no, it's we're boring people, like. Mm-hmm. Kurt Cobain arguably had an exciting life, but he seemed bored his entire and just frustrated. Mm-hmm. And like um, that ennui. Yeah. And I feel like the arc of those guys are like, yeah, we blew up. But then their whole brand is party, party, rock and roll star. But when you're 50, that's just sad. Yeah. <laughs> and no, you can't get that energy anymore. I yeah. see. Yeah. I, uh, speaking of sad. There's that piano. I've, I honestly, so John, comedian John Field, I've, I grew up, uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers were extremely important to me. And oh, I'm so sorry. No, <laughs> yeah. were in 1991, 92. Yeah. Um, I had their cassette, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. I used to carry it around in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so uh, frequently that um, I had to get multiple copies because it would get like uh, tattered. It would break, yeah. melted you know? and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm very familiar with their oeuvre. I've never heard a song that sounds like this, for better or for worse. Yeah. We're just trying to stretch out our sound, you know. We go in different directions. That is abysmal to, to my ears. Poster Child. Oh, they slowed it down, so now they got to speed it up. Poster Child. Let's get. Oh yeah. If you squint your ears, he kind of sounds like the guy from Blur. <laughs> Enlisted by Ulysses Grant to work up at the record plant. Yeah. I think this is, these are the lyrics you're talking about. Yeah. That uh, we didn't start the fire, would you say, is that? Um, yeah. I feel like that is like, we didn't start the fire. Uh, and there's like a Wikipedia page on that type of, uh, I think it's called like a patter song, which it goes forever, but I always think of it as... We didn't start the fire. Uh, it's the end of the world as we know it. Uh, and then like one uh, other loser, song. Loser? Loser, yeah. Uh, Beck? Yeah. Beck, Beck was into that kind of... Yeah. I like Beck a lot. And like I feel like Beck's aged well. I think he's changed. I think 
uh, everything he's made has been age appropriate. Yeah. I don't know if you agree with that or uh, just like the music he was making when he was in his 40s was like his biggest hit was when he was like in his 40s. I think E-Pro was his biggest song. That sounds weird because like Loser is the first song you think of when yeah, you think of Beck. That's but, the, what I think of. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm Beck ambivalent um, up until... He put a record out of maybe five years ago um, that I thought was really beautiful because I felt like he was really singing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Beck, also the Scientology creeps me out with Beck. I think he said that he's not anymore and he was like born with it. Oh. So like I always give that as like, uh, although I'm always distant. I can't think of any other major Scientologists though that have been in the news at all really i mean most of them have been keeping their heads down and not really attracted any major mm-hmm. news attention i can't think of any other scientologists that could be discussed right now um will smith will smith is a scientologist that's that what the rumor is that's, wow that's that's thing but he hasn't done anything i mean he just he won that award <laughs> <laughs> i said we weren't going to talk about it but i have one one you want to hear my one take yeah um so my wife and I, my wife. I'm just going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, we were watching uh, the the red carpet beforehand. You yeah. ever watch the red carpet? Sometimes, yeah. With uh, and and I don't know if you remember, but back in the day, it used to be Joan Rivers and her daughter, and they used to slam people. They would destroy. It. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, Karamo from Queer Eye is the main host. Oh. Or was this year? Yeah. Um. And I'm a big, I'm a big queer. I, I love Karamo. Yeah. Um, and it was extremely positive. They didn't have a bad thing to say about anyone. Yeah. Um, star after star, you know, they would f- find out even when it was the the their their getups were a little suspect. They would still find something nice to say about them. It was a love fest. Yeah. And uh, part part of me craved a little bit of. Uh, Tea. Yeah. Winslow tea. But, um, but in, in another way, it was kind of nice to just be like, uh, let's, why, why do you have to slam people? And, and I don't know, um, when, when was it that, that award shows, um, started to, to have, was it like Ricky Gervais when award shows brought in the thing of like, we're going to roast the crap out of, people with like super personal digs i in my timeline in my head i think chris rock was like at the movie awards for the mtv movie awards yeah i think he was like the first guy to start ripping into it and i think people liked it and then ricky gervais was just vindictive as i remember it and uh i think you know us as peasants there's like you know certain certain types of peasants just love yeah, watching yeah. the rich get torn apart where uh i don't know i would never i don't get catharsis from that yeah. i'm not gonna get mad at it um uh, i don't know if you ever heard this ricky jarvis brought this up uh uh he's an atheist really yeah wow yeah and he's he got up there and said like god is is stupid wow isn't that crazy? That's ridiculous. Yeah. He took them down <laughs> 12 notches. <laughs> I can't believe... Christian like, fundamentalist yeah. Hollywood is so mad right now. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, 
he yeah he he really uh, burst a lot of bubbles. A lot of people renounced their faith that night. <laughs> people were gnashing <laughs> their teeth in the aisles and tearing at their hair and beating their chests. <laughs> like like the great apes. Yeah, uh, our next song. This is about NFTs. <laughs> He's happy about his apes. Oh my god! <laughs> With a feature from uh, Jimmy Fallon uh, is on this one. Oh my god! This song's this song's amazing. It reminds me of my uh, my recent purchase. Do you know comics who've written for that show or no? Have you heard people talk about? Uh, uh, yeah, I know peripherally, but I haven't heard them talk. Uh, yeah, I've had, I know acquaintances. It's not. From what I've heard from people, it's like not Ellen types bad sets, but I mean, I just like spilling tea, and he doesn't get a lot of respect from me. But like, he's just—I mean, he drunkenly lost a finger just walking around his house. Like, yeah, yeah, and like, I, I guess he's drunk all the time on set. Yeah, and like, the writers are smart people who are plugged in. I think a lot of them are. I think a lot of people who work in comedy just don't look at the world questioningly at all. But like, yeah. I remember I was talking to one who like wrote while they had Trump on and he was just like literally backstage just pulling out his hair. He's like, what are we doing? This is like, we're like enabling Trump. Yeah. And I think like the same is for that crap with um, uh, like the NFTs. It's just like Jimmy yeah. Fallon's just such an empty glass of water. And if you fill in the wrong liquid yeah. in there, it, it's, it's just dangerous. And it's just, I don't know. Well, it's only natural uh, that somebody who uh, came that's the name of this song yes uh, <laughs> of course I've been listening to this uh, like a, <laughs> um, yeah uh, Jimmy Fallon uh, it seems like writing for Jimmy Fallon would be like being a camp counselor because you're just trying to come up with like what if we threw bean bags in uh, in 40 ounce bottles of uh, Colt 45 yeah. that could be fun did you like the Chris Gethard show back in the day was that yes. on your radar yes yeah and like they're kind of doing everything Chris Gethard would do, but it doesn't have that stank of like uh, weird fun to it. No. It's just, it's, and I think it's for middle America and it's for YouTube because nobody's staying up till 11 o'clock watching TV anymore. You're on your phone. And I guess that's some of it. And it's so weird where they'll get like somebody talented like Joe Firestone, who has the most <clears throat> insane ideas anyone's ever yeah, thought I of. Love, yeah. And uh, let's throw, let's get, <laughs> let's get Joe Firestone to think of. Jimmy Fallon bits, and I'm yeah. sure I, I haven't. I don't know her well, and I, I just know her like through other people. But just like, yeah, I have a couple people I talked to right Saturday Night Live who are just the most insane fucking. Ooh, sorry about that. It's okay. Sorry about that. It's okay. Uh, most insane people who have ideas that are worth like taking out and just like like here's. Joe Firestone's insane idea of like uh, everybody eats hugs for breakfast or yeah, something like that. Yeah. And then um you know like but then you add it to the SNL machine and it becomes like boy it's so weird that people like NFT cats or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is great. This is great. <laughs> yeah. You know the thing about uh Joe Firestone is uh she's a lover. She is. Like this song. Yeah. Like like the title of this song. She's a lover. I'm sure this is not a uh, gross in any way. All the titles are like weird horny. They're not okay. They're boring horny. Yeah, they're like horny, horny. They're like getting down. <laughs> um. Ooh. All right. 
Uh, we gotta we gotta burn some rubber here. These are the ways. Another slow one. Yeah. Yeah, and it's only the ninth song. <laughs> um, look, listener Julian, I'm not saying there's anything wrong about atheism. I'm just saying that that uh, Ricky Gervais is maybe a little uh, uh, one note with his his like, let me blow your mind. Let me blow your mind about uh, this idea that I just had that maybe God isn't real. Um, also, our 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 resident uh, deacon, uh, the freaking deacon Jay Clarkson, wants yes. to know which of this these songs he should uh, use as his his hold music for the church where he works. Which one has the horniest title? <laughs> what denomination is our freaking deacon? Um, Episcopalian. Oh, right? Episcopalian. What about what you thinking? Uh, please hold. I, you could bop to that while you're having a crisis of faith. I don't know what you want from me. What am I? My favorite New York storylines is just the Episcopalians versus the Catholics because it's just I don't know. I always like stuff that's like like. Uh, the Episcopalians were in charge mm-hmm. and uh, of the island, well, of Manhattan, and then the you got like a billion Irish people move in. Mm-hmm. So by 1870, they're like, "We'll build St. Patrick's Cathedral." That cathedral I just said that everybody in the country knows the name of. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Episcopalians are like, "Well, no, we're the big deal. We're going to build a bigger church, and it's St. John's Church, and we're going to build it up." Nowhere up in like upper upper Harlem where yeah. no one ever's gonna go. And it's gonna look like tr- I mean Episcopalians got good churches. They got yeah, yeah. Uh, I like St. Paul's and um uh St. Thomas. Okay, this is just all inside baseball church stuff, but uh and Trinity Church, but uh St. John's is just it it looks have you been there? Yeah. No, it's it's fine. It's just not Are you slamming St. John's? I, Saint, I don't know. Well also they charge us uh when I try to take tours uh, there. So I that's that's I where it is. I haven't been there in like uh, six years now. I got so mad. And uh, they do have good, um, they have a great tour that's, um, if you visit New York City ever, uh, they have a great um, vertical tour where they take you up into like the flying buttresses. Oh, nice. It's insane and terrifying because you're looking down and you're inside and you're looking at a height that would definitively kill you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's terrifying, um, but it's fun. Uh, you know what the, the, the St. John's people are? What? Bastards of Light. Oh my gosh. Oh, little synth. Red Hot Chili Peppers were really good at music videos. Yes. Yeah. Anything at all. Anything and I I'm feeling a. Uh, I know he's the lead singer, but I'm feeling uh, way too much Anthony Kiedis on this record. Yeah. I think he needs to step back a little bit. He needs to step back. Step back. Wait, that's <laughs> not. That's, um, who is that? I, I don't know. White Braids and Pillow Chair is the name of this song. This sounds like classic Peppers right here. I like the guitar tone. So why 
uh, from that Tiger show, Tiger yeah. King. He was really inspired by that. That's what the Wikipedia said. It's like, uh, uh, Joe Exotic is a symbol of what's in all of us. He is how we try to survive in an unsurvivable world. Mm-hmm. He, uh, Joe Exotic uh, executive produced this record. Yeah. From prison, too. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, they had to get him on, on, uh, on the phone, on the prison phone. Uh, speaking of phones, uh, the freaking deacon says that St. John the Divine has incredible hold music. They do. I imagine. It's, it's um, uh, uh, I forgot. I, I was trying to remember a 90s alternative act, but I'm not that fast. I think this Jane's is. Jane's Addiction. Jane says by Jane's Addiction. This has a Jane's Addiction feel, speaking of it. We got a phone call. Oh, hello? Hey, guys. Hey. Uh, Jake. Hey. What's up, man? Well, I just I wanted to get in on this Red Hot Chili Peppers analysis because I had so much fun with you talking about Eddie Vedder a few weeks ago. And yeah, I my Josh favorite. I spent a lot of hours talking about Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I'm so interested in this new album. And I hear you guys have pretty much been... 100% negative so far. And is that true? Yeah, I haven't heard you say anything good about it, and I certainly agree with some of the, some of the criticism, but I, I think it's a little better than, than what you guys are, are giving it credit for so far. I mean, I definitely hear you on the Anthony Kiedis issue. I mean, he's always been an issue. It's yeah. kind of like, he's, you know, just kind of easy to hate. He's easy to hate in a lot of ways, but I mean, I love that John Prushante yeah. is back in the band, and it's like some of these grooves where his guitar tone is just so yeah. cool. Like, it's so intimate and innocent and clean sometimes, and then it gets dirty and funky, and like, you know, Fleece sounds like he still kind of has it, and those two kind of, their interplay going back and forth is, you know, I can listen to more of that. Well, why why don't you uh, give us a, your uh, your hot take on the next song, Veronica? Um, and and Jake, I I want to apologize for being overly negative. I think we're also just trying to be funny. Um, but but you're... <laughs> that's the hard thing about podcasts is like you try to like, uh, and I usually hate when I'm listening to podcasts and it's just like dumping on everything. But yeah. like, uh, it's so much fun just to pick out the the I guess quote unquote cringe part of the stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think I was listening to this alone. I would be uh, fine about some of the stuff I heard, but yeah, it kind of reminds me of somebody who would like get up at the Oscars and and yeah. uh, and just dish on on the audience and and maybe make some offensive jokes. Yeah, and 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 maybe uh, Jake is kind of coming up on stage and uh, and setting us straight in a way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know about that. And also, it's hard It's hard to say, you know, it's like, like you, John, I think I had such, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers were so close to my heart in the 90s when yeah. I was, you know, going through adolescence that, like, my my perspective of them now is still colored by that, you know, yeah. 
previous love. So, you know, I could be being too positive about it. I don't know. Maybe we'll all meet somewhere in the middle. All right, let's see what uh, we have to say about Veronica here. Great guitar tone right off the bat. My name is Veronica. (laughs) Yeah, see, Anthony ruined that one just immediately. Chicago. Remember my raincoat. We love you the same way. My life is a rope swing. My life is a rope swing. Yeah, I look. I'm I'm a sucker for for the, the sonic textures that are being laid down. I th- I great Jake. I agree with you. I think maybe. Um, Adolescence is the time for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and like John, comedian John Field was saying, it's like as these guys are—I think they're sixty now. I think Flea. I don't want to know that. I think they, <laughs> they're in their sixties, so it's it's this kind of like eternal, um, horny uh, teenage angst, you know. What do you think, right. Jake? It's like part of their appeal, part of their appeal when we were teenagers is, you know, we were silly geeks, John. Yeah. And they were like channeling us going through that time, this kind of angsty, silly geek thing. And now, yeah. you know, as rockers get older, they oftentimes try to then get this kind of gravitas, wisdom kind of thing. And the Chili Peppers are, are trying to go there. Like they have more mid and slow tempo mm-hmm. songs. And Anthony, you know, is trying to kind of channel his wisdom while also kind of being a silly geek and you know that's a tough thing to do i think occasionally they kind of get it right um i think the music has matured but you know Mm -hmm. anthony is just his lyrics are never really gonna get (laughs) get there uh you know into that kind of elder statesman zone he's always going to be this kind of like you know kind of weird horny guy. I mean, I just can't deal with his mustache. I just can't look at him without <laughs> thinking of STDs. I mean... <laughs> John Field, STDs? I have plenty of STDs, and so that's usually <laughs> how I relate with them. And I think, like, when Red Hot Chili Peppers, lyric-wise, they connect, I think it's like they get everything fake about California. Like, that's their half their gimmick. Uh, and I think when they lean too much into it or like they're in like a weird camp that weird like neither world of camp like they're not campy but like that kind of weird thing our camp is both sincere and not sincere at the same time and i think like uh they have to be like sincerely insincere and if they're insincerely sincere then it just like comes i see what you're saying Yeah, yeah that's like way too much that's a little pretentious way to put it but um yeah, because like they had that one music video I really liked. I mean, that's them expressing it visually, but like they just had um, an open call for—I can't remember which one it was—but it was like an open call for a bunch of has-been uh, musicians to do be on the music video, and they had like an interview with all these has-been like wannabe moved to California with a dream, and they had a couple of documentary stuff with them, uh-huh. and then they have them perform, and like that's such a good fake world to kind of be in and there's like something kind of real and raw about everybody's desperation and kind of fakeness or like mm-hmm. compelled performativity I guess and I think that's in a lot of their stuff that really hits for me well including uh, off the top of my head like Californication mm-hmm. and uh, you know that kind of like 
going in the desert with our smoky cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, the heavy. Oh, we're, we got two more songs. The Heavy Wing here, uh, which is a Buffalo Wild Wings uh, tie-in. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Okay. Come on, Anthony. Don't ruin this. Got a little murky there. It was funky and it went murky. Tell us, Jane, that addiction. He's, okay, I was kind of feeling Anthony yep. a little bit more on that. Yeah, like yeah. When, when when he gets it, he gets it. And I know mm-hmm. I was just kind of hating it on him, but like, you know, sometimes his, his voice just fits perfectly with what Flea and the rest of the guys are doing. And I do have to give him credit for like turning on so many like white suburban kids like myself to, to be more open-minded about like rap and mm-hmm poetry and just kind of experimental music and i do love that these guys you know for good or bad they're just kind of still going for it that's true doing their thing and that's pretty cool i think that's john prushante singing there i wish he would sing more the heavy wing all right last one tangelo you, um, I, I don't want to be mean. I just—it's just a funny word. Yeah. Acoustic. When I'm with you, I feel like myself. No stranger, the shadow of somebody else. When I feel you holding my hand. I get touched Ain't this life grand But the form of life Is long never ending And the smell of your hello I know And the smile of a knife Is seldom befriending Okay The smell of Tangelo. I mean, I was intrigued. Yeah. I want to listen to the rest of that song. Yeah, I do too. Oh, there's some synth there. A life force inside to do anything. Nice last uh, song on a on a double uh, seventeen song album. Got to lay him down on a pillow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I can definitely say this, guys. Um, I like this more than that uh, John Mayer uh, yeah. record. I was thinking about that and just like uh, before yesterday, just thinking about the show and just um, uh, just that relaxing. As soon as like I thought of that album again, I thought of a guy driving a Sebring down <laughs> US one. <laughs> it's yeah. like the camera going back, and it's like in the thing. Uh, Jake, you you're a big uh, John Mayer fan. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you know I hate John Mayer. <laughs> oh man, he's the worst. Well, good. See, that's what I—that's what I needed from you, Jake. Some negativity. You brought uh, the—it yeah. squares the circle there. Uh, thank you for bringing uh, a, a positive spin to to our dish fest. Um, I think I think I could dovetail too. Idea like I think I like uh, I'm like talking about uh, that weird camp space that they're in earlier, and also cultural appropriation. I have this weird obsession with like I think like. Um, some white people doing jazz are so corny and so just unabashedly white that it becomes awesome. Like I love Stan mm-hmm. Kenton, who the guy does mm-hmm. the um, uh, the peanut song. The I can't even sing it out. You know, if you hear that in your mm-hmm. head, if, you, mm-hmm. if I say it, or like um, that PBS guy Lawrence Welk, just the most mm-hmm. corniest white mm-hmm. guy music. Because like if you're a white person and you're taking something that comes from uh, you know, an ethnic cultural background that's done for survival and then you take it for yourself like you don't have as much uh drive for survival so you can kind of have um some uh room to be silly and goofy and Mm. kind of express things that way and i think like uh that's kind of what i mean because you uh, our, our incredible caller was talking about like you know it's great to let white kids experience rap and I think like that's kind of you know it's not the most politically correct thing in the world but I think like that's kind of like a cool space that does happen I yeah. think that's kind of something that's injected in that cultural appropriation it's like it is stealing and it is kind of uh, exploitation but it's also like um, uh, there's there's something new created when you yeah. steal you know yeah. all it's, art stealing yeah. yeah and it's a kind of a gateway in a yeah. way um, Jake, I gotta let you go, but but thanks so much for calling and, and don't be a stranger. <laughs> thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. All right, bye. If you're listening to the program on your uh, computer, you can download the app for your Android or iPhone, and it works great and it's free. Um, Radio Free Brooklyn is proud to present four amazing bands at an outstanding local venue for an evening of rock and music. Join us Friday, May twentieth at seven thirty for a night with Seventh Grade Girl Fright. Fight, Dirt Bikes, Barrette, and Castle Black at none other than Ridgewood's own Bar Frida. Um, it's here in the neighborhood. It's actually in Queens, but it's like Ridgewood is like honorary Brooklyn. Yeah, it's so weird. It's, it's, there's nothing about it that's Queens. There's like someone explained to me there's something about it that's Queensy. I don't get it, but um, yeah, it's Brooklyn. 801 Seneca Avenue. Tickets are 10 bucks and can be purchased at the venue and, and, uh, Radio Free Brooklyn is a media sponsor. If you want to go, uh, if you liked uh, this program or, or any of the 70 shows on our uh, on our station, you can go and click that green donate button, and we would really appreciate it. Up next is Crime Talk BK. Thank you, John Field, once again for uh, for have, uh, coming, and uh, it's always such a, a pleasure having you here. I always love doing this. Yeah, this is great. Uh, check out uh, John Field at, at America's Comic. And your YouTube channel and and all the good stuff. John Field Show on YouTube. Yeah, there's and I I see uh, stickers that are around the. I put those up like five years ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's good yeah. good uh, guerrilla marketing that that keeps on marketing graffiti. It's the best way to go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I've had this song stuck in my head this week off of the uh, 
somewhat uneven uh, Hail to the Thief record uh, from Radiohead. This this is a, a banger here. There, there. Um, I'll talk to you next week. We've got my my buddy Chef Kyle coming in, and we're going to talk about uh, different ideas for food. Like, it, you know, we, you have to eat meal after meal. Yeah. You just keep uh, day after day. There meal. has to be a better way. <laughs> And how do, how does one get inspiration for uh for you know for you know we just keep eating yeah lunch dinner breakfast that's three meals in one day that you have to uh, think of like what am I going to eat is this about the Dilbert burrito yeah the, the, is it no oh <laughs> I wish um, Radiohead they're there Crime Talk BK is coming up next uh, have a good week.